no clue where I'm going to figure it out, but it ain't that hard. And up low where the wind is blowing, the whole damn world is my backyard. Last night I slept on the edge of a mountain, tonight I'll sleep on Sunset Strip. Next week it's down on Cocoa Beach, and then back on the road to the roof, 666. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Bishop. Welcome to Living in a Van, the Van Life uh, Podcast. Yeah. We're doing this thing. I'm excited. I have a lot of coffee in my system right now and I'm very excited. Currently, I am in Colorado Springs and it is the city that I've lived in for the last 17 years. And on this debut edition of Living in a Van Podcast, I am going to explain to you, as I should... As you were wondering, why? Why, Brandon? Why oh, would you give up a perfectly good roof, floor, a bunch of walls, doors, toilets, refrigerators, stove, uh, a bidet? I gave up my bidet. I miss my bidet. <laughs> why did I have to leave my bidet behind? <laughs> well, because um, I wanted to. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you really, do I have to talk for an hour about what, why? I, it's really, honestly, um, it's as simple as that. I am fascinated. I have been fascinated. I continue to be fascinated by the nomad lifestyle. If you don't know who I am, uh, again, my name is Brandon Bishop. I just cracked my knuckles. I did it again. I am the owner and executive producer for Asai TV, spelled A-S-Y TV. We are an independent television network, much in the vein and likeness of like Netflix or Hulu, Amazon, Max, Plus, Pro, Bit, Bit, whatever. There's a ton of them. Uh, We are an independent version of that. We film all of our own television shows all over the country, and um, I'm usually... I'm in my van right now, so I gotta take my seatbelt off. I just realized I had my seatbelt on, and I was why? Why am I uncomfortable? Why? Because I had my seatbelt on. Ha. Huh. Anyways, I film TV shows for a living. We have shows in every corner of the country, from New York City to Vegas to you know Washington State, all over Florida. We're looking for more, 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 more. For the last 17 years, I've lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, originally from Detroit, Michigan. And I'm tired of Colorado, Springs, Colorado. My son is all grown up and he's doing what he's doing now ever since he got into high school and, you know, the ROTC things and all these different extracurriculum activities. I've seen less and less of the child, the child that I've spent, you know, I'm a single man. His mom and I were never married. Uh, We were together for a while, but uh, she's a wonderful woman. She has a wonderful husband. Uh, my son has a wonderful sister. I have nothing but respect and nice things to say about all of them. But when I had them four days a week, and that goes down to three days a week, and then two days a week, and then one day a week, and then once every couple months, I'm like, okay, I get it. So I had a little apartment here. I don't want a house, and I've never wanted a house. I don't want the 
take the time to plant flowers and mow the lawn and paint the walls and oh the the, the furnace is broken we must go get another furnace I never want to say that again in my life we need a furnace honey we need a furnace no I don't want a furnace I don't want a damn furnace of unless it's in this van or a bigger van or my next van or whatever van I'm in I, if that has a furnace fine I'll go get a furnace but who needs a damn furnace I don't even like the word furnace I need more coffee hang on you're probably like, Brandon, I don't think you need more coffee. No, I think you've had enough. You're probably right. So years and years and years and years and years ago, uh, let's go back to my military days. I was in the United States Army uh, for a long time, and that is what gave me the travel bug. Now, the travel bug is not a real bug, in case you're worried about getting one. Uh, the travel bug is, uh, well, it's kind of a real bug because it crawls inside of your brain with all of its little squiggly wiggly legs and it goes into your ear and maybe through your eyes, maybe both at the same time and it just crawls into your brain and takes up residence and you're like, oh, I must travel now. Yeah. In the army, you know, you see those commercials and I, in Detroit, I was in part of the music scene and I, you know, was running the bookings for a lot of local bands and a lot of the local nightclubs. I was in a band. I'm, I'm a singer and a drummer by trade. By trade? No, I guess that would mean you get paid for it, but uh, I'm still a singer. I sing in all over the place. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that another time, but um, <clears throat> excuse me, mm, coffee's trying to kill me. Uh, yeah, when I joined the army, I, you know, things kind of fell apart in Detroit, and I was just looking, and you see those commercials, the be all that you can be, you can do it in the army. Saw that, just like on the movie Stripes, saw that commercial. I'm like, well, damn, you know, I'm young. I was 22 at the time. Like, I could probably do that. Like, it's better than what's going on right now. I ended up homeless in Detroit, of all places, um, sleeping in a 1983 Toyota Tercel covered in blankets with a heater on with the windows cracked so I didn't die of carbon monoxide poisoning. And I'm sleeping in a Myers parking lot going, okay, I got to do something, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, joined the army. And I really, I've been like in like Ohio. I've been to Canada. That's where you go. Like, when you're in Michigan, it's like just to get out of the state. You're like, oh, let's go to Canada to a strip club, fully nude. Yay, I was 19. Yay, that's, that was a big thing back then. You couldn't pay me to go to a strip club now. Um, unless I was stripping, then you would pay me quite a bit. Look for my OnlyFans page, and uh, I'm kidding. I don't have one. I should. I should. I really, if I had rippling abs and, uh, you know, and a big juicy hog, I swear I would have an OnlyFans page. I would share it with the world. Uh, you know, if you have a credit card or PayPal account, I'll take PayPal. Anyways, I tend to go everywhere. So um, if you're going to subscribe to this podcast, which I hope you do, because we're going to do one every single week, an episode, we're going to interview people. I think we have a great interview today um, with different van lifers and nomads and RV dwellers and just people like that. People that fit, fit the curriculum of this podcast. Ah. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm in the driver's seat right now. Uh, I, I have a wonderful van 
we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And it's uh, sometimes, you know, I'm holding the laptop on my belly right now. I don't have a huge belly, but I mean, it, it fits just kind of wedged between my belly and the steering wheel. I got to figure something out. I really do. Um, anyways, <laughs> join the Army. They sent me to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I, um, which is on the outside connected to like Lawton, Oklahoma, about an hour and a half south of Oklahoma City. Uh, being from Detroit, being a musician, being a very independent person, uh, being on my own since I was 17 years old, going from that in Detroit down to Lawton, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, into a profession, the military, the army, I was a missile launcher, yay, where everybody is your boss when you get in there. Everyone, you're a private. Well, actually, they sent me to Fort Knox, Kentucky first for basic training uh, for a few months, and that was fine. I didn't get to see much but the post. But then, uh, you know, <laughs> Oklahoma. Never thought I'd be in Oklahoma. Spent many years in Oklahoma. But I got to travel around. I got to go to Dallas, Oklahoma City, you know, different, different places like that. Wichita Falls, Texas, which will come up later I mean it's nothing special but just a different culture and you know the people I never seen people actually wear cowboy hats I thought that was a, uh, a Halloween thing like oh you can, you're dressed like a cowboy okay cool that's like a common thing it's to this day like I'm, it's a common thing we're talking about 1995 when I joined the army and got to Fort Sill in probably 96 and it was like just cowboys everywhere and cows. I never. I didn't see a lot of cows in my life. I'm from Detroit. We don't have cows in Detroit. We have the products that cows give us. Leather. I wore lots of leather. Beef. I've eaten a ton of beef. But cows were just walking around. Like, oh, there's a cow. There's a cowboy. And that's pretty much lot in Oklahoma, I guess. <laughs> it became a, a big part of my story, though. And I'm, I've been writing a book. And maybe someday I'll finish this book and release it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Lawton ended up being a, a, a big thing. But they, I got out of Lawton. I got these little paper in the mail. And it was, uh, it was great timing, too. I just met this girl in Lawton who ended up being a real piece of crap uh, <laughs> years later. But I just met her, and we're dating, and we're like, yeah, this is great. Oh, by the way, you're going to Korea. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Awesome, I think. I was bummed that I had to leave, but at the same time, pretty excited. And, uh, you know, I go to South Korea. And then when in South Korea, that is when that little bug in my brain really crawled in there and settled in and said, you are now a traveling man, Brandon. And I said, oh, I guess I am. Cool. I traveled all over that peninsula. Of course, not North Korea. You're not really allowed to go there. Still, you can't go there, and you don't really want to go there. It's a, it's a horrible place. But South Korea, I discovered I got to go to Tokyo, Japan. Got to go to all these different different places and uh, just seeing all this different stuff I, I, I only heard about, you know, in geography class and on TV shows and in movies. And I'm there, and it was great, and I wanted to see more, 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 more. So I go back to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Eventually, I get out of the Army. I stick around, and I move to Texas, and ugh, it was horrible there. Not that Texas is horrible, but 
my situation in Texas was pretty freaking horrible. And then I, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna roll my window down, hang on. All right. Hopefully it doesn't get noisy or anything out. I'm at a construction place. Oh, you're gonna hear cars now, but it's whatever. It's whatever. It's van life, people. You hear cars, okay? It's part of you. Cars sing you to sleep at night at times. It's kind of wonderful. I'm actually next to a gun range too, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll this other window back up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting warm, man. It's muggy. The rain just stopped. Anyway. So, uh, I get out of the Army. I go live in Oklahoma City for a while. I move back down to Texas. <sighs> Things are rough. I meet somebody. We move to Colorado. And uh, we end up having a baby in Colorado. And Colorado really opened up my eyes to uh, just another whole... I mean, you go from Detroit, which is city, and kind of eh. Even the surrounding cities are just cities and kind of eh. There's trees there. It's beautiful. It can be beautiful. There's amazing parts of Michigan I probably haven't even discovered yet. But then you go from that to Texas and Oklahoma. Texoma! Oh, my God. It was just... Uh, uh, uh. And then, you know, uh, then you come out to Colorado and it's mountains and it's beautiful. Oh, and I loved it here for so long. 17 years later, you start seeing the cracks in the pavement. You start realizing that, you know, hey, they legalized weed. Now all the losers are coming here, not just me. And then like, it's just freaking it just got grosser and grosser and more populated and populated and annoying and the people that drive here are assholes and it's just a oh I, i'm done i'm done with colorado springs done with it so my son's grown up and doing his thing and i'm proud of him and i love him and i love him forever and if he ever needs me i'm back in a flash that's why i'm here right now father's day is in a couple weeks and I'm going to be here for about three weeks. I'm staying with my friends here at Kilroy's Workshop. If you don't know what Kilroy's Workshop is and you're in the state of Colorado, even if you're not, even if you're passing through, stop at Kilroy's Workshop. Go to kilroysworkshop.com and check them out. They make swords and axes and blades and knives and welding. And they teach you everything. And they teach you how to make it. And it's awesome. And it's from nine-year-old to 80-year-olds to... I love Kilroy's Workshop. This is not a commercial. This is not an endorsement. It is an endorsement, but it's not a paid endorsement. So look up Kilroy's Workshop at kilroysworkshop.com. Yeah. Anyway, um, kids growing up, I had a cat, Marcy J. Cat. I found her under a car in a tornado in Wichita Falls, Texas. And she stole my heart. She climbed up on my shoulder. And for nearly 19 years, that was her place up on my shoulder, laying across my heart. And um, if I start sobbing and weeping right now, it's because uh, I love that cat. I did. I love that cat. She was my longest constant. And I'm just, uh, <laughs> a part of me died with her. And she did pass away this February, just a couple months ago. It's still very fresh to me. It probably always will be. I know, Brandon, it's just a cat. Screw you. It was a 19-year-old, a 19-year relationship with uh, somebody who loved me more than I have ever deserved. And I, I can't tell you how much I miss that little bag of fur. She was amazing. The most lovable, needy <laughs> cat, I've, animal period I've ever met. 
Um, she got tongue cancer on her big tumor on her tongue, and, and that was it. A couple months later, we had to put her down, and it was hard. And everything else with her was fine. That's the problem. I think she was fine in the head, but she couldn't eat or drink anymore, and she started bleeding everywhere, and it's just freaking awful. I know I just ruined the whole podcast with this terrible negativity, but uh, the sadness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hate it. My my voice gets a little dry, and my <laughs> and my eyes get a little damp when I start talking about it. So I'm not going to talk about it. She passed away in February 11th, and my heart's been broke ever since. Um, Right then and there, I said, well, hell, if I'm not going to see my son, you know, halftime like, like we have for 16 freaking years, and uh, I'm sitting here rotting in this apartment, <clears throat> and I've got the travel bug. That travel bug is still there for decades, and I own this television network called Asai TV. That's the main thing that I do, ASY TV. Find us on Roku. Find us on Amazon, Apple, and find us at ASYTV.com. If you need to pause right now to go subscribe, it's only five bucks. Go subscribe to AsyTV.com, ASYTV.com. Go there. I think it's best on AsyTV.com or on Roku. Do that. I film over 40 different television shows myself in every corner of this country, and that is what I've been doing for the last eight and a half years. Nonstop, on the road for a week, two weeks at a time, and just gone. Before, I was flying everywhere. I was uh, renting cars. I was buying hotel rooms. Flying, hotel rooms, uh, cost of parking at the airport, rental cars on top of the gas, on top of everything else is crazy when you add it all up. I was spending four to five to more thousand dollars a month on travel just to film these TV shows. And I'm sitting here going, well, and, and I had a crappy car because I'm not a car guy. I didn't really care too much about what I was driving as long as it got me around town, as long as I could pick up my kid, drop him back off every week, and that was what I did, and that's all I really cared about. If I needed to go out of town, I'd rent something, or I'd go fly somewhere. Anyway, I'm sitting there, you know, like I said, the kid's not there. I used to pick him up every Sunday. That was my favorite day of the week, and I'd call him and just not hear from him. Like, okay, he's a teenage asshole now, and that's fine. Since we all were at that one point. I definitely was. I was way worse than him. But at least I'd answer the damn phone. Um, anyway, I, uh, you know, the cat passes away. I have TV shows to film in every corner of the country, from New York to Vegas to north to southeast, west coast to coast, whatever you want to say. And that's my happy, that's my happy times. That's what I want to do. Uh, November of 2022, coming up on two years now, I bought this minivan. I had illusions, delusions of grandeur about going out and buying a huge class A RV, you know, the big buses, like, okay, I can do that. I can afford it. It's, it's cool. Let's do that. And then I drove one and I hated it. I hated everything about it. And you're talking to somebody who drove, you know, an M270 track vehicle in the army and the, the giant Hemet transport vehicles. And I had a blast with those things. And I thought I'd be cool with a class A RV house on wheels and then I started looking at gas, and I'm like looking at insurance. I'll, I'll, you know, looking at the, the tag itself, affordable, but I mean, it was doable, but not affordable. I wouldn't be able to travel nonstop. It just, I would have dried up in, in six months. I would have been broke. So I shut that, I, I carved a little bit off of that and said, you know, but about a class CRV. 
which is usually on a big van frame, uh, like a transit or something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, that'll work. It's definitely more affordable. It's better on gas, slightly. And okay, I could do that. But then I started thinking like parking. Because I watch a lot of van life shows. Van City Van Life, I'll say he's the OG. He's the first one I started watching. Trent and Allie when they did van life. Kara and Nate when they did van life. Uh, all these van life YouTube shows I have been uh, addicted to. Uh, even people that don't, like Nikki Delventhal, who had, she's in a van now, but she started off in a Prius. Um, was it a Prius? Yeah, Prius. And then uh, there's like a lot of new ones, like Van Life Plus. And uh, I watched Carpet Bagger, Jacob the Carpet Bagger, got to be friends with him. And just watching all their travels and how they manage. And I'm, I'm sitting there jealous. I was jealous. And I'm like, you, I, I want to do that. I, I really want to do that. So then I really got into the thinking of vans. And for, but for some reason, like if you went out and bought like a Ford Transit like I want, Ford Transit 350 with an extended cab and a high roof, that costs more than a Class C RV. <laughs> Why are these vans more expensive than RVs? Go look at the cost of a Sprinter decked out with bathrooms and you know shower, kitchen, and the whole thing. Go check out the cost of it right now. I'm willing to bet it's about $250,000. You could buy a bus that's decked out for that much. It makes no sense to me. Zero sense to me. I could have, but I, did, I wanted to dip my toe in the waters. So I went to a dealership. I knew the guys there and I just said, I want a van. <laughs> and I looked at a bunch of cargo vans. Sorry, I'm coughing up. This coffee is choking me. I, I should drink more to see if it's the coffee, right? Mm. I'm not editing out my coffee drinking either. Just deal with it. You hit play. This is what you're going to get, okay? You'll like most of it. Just ignore the coffee drinking. Drink your own coffee while I'm drinking coffee. It'll be like a game. It's like, oh, he's drinking a coffee. I got to drink something too. Do a shot. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. Anyway, um, I was looking at the big cargo vans and I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel it. I'm not a very, I'm not very good with my hands. I'm not like, you know, one of these people that can just build a house within a van. And I'm, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I will when I get the next van. I just, uh, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. And then I rented a van to go on a, a filming trip where we left Colorado Springs and it was a, a Dodge Grand Caravan. It was, uh, it was comfortable. And I had three people with me. Had my, uh, my uh, business associate named Heather, a host of the show named Leah, and my son was with me, who was also hosting his shows. And um, we just hit the road in this van. <coughs> and I, everybody fit. All the stuff fit. There was room to lay down in the back. And I'm sitting here going, because in a Dodge Grand Caravan, all of the seats fold into the floor. I fell in love with the Dodge Grand Caravan. I've never been a Dodge guy. I've uh, never, you know, even thought about that. I just, I never thought about getting a minivan. Like me in a minivan? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. So I didn't expect much, but when we rented one, we traveled all over the Western coast with it. And I loved it, loved it, freaking loved it. So then it got stuck in my head. 
Well, imagine how much room it'll be if it's just me. Just me. And I'm right. <laughs> I bought it in November 2022, a white Dodge Grand Caravan. I got a cargo box on top that holds way more stuff than I ever imagined it would. I put a beautiful bed in here. It's a single extended size bed uh, with a frame, a uh, cot frame. I have plenty of storage for some hefty uh, plastic tubs underneath for all my clothes, all my kitchen stuff, all my cameras for filming, all of my computers. Uh, everything fits right under this bed. I got two 1000 watt Jackeries who uh, Jackery sponsors a Psy TV. So thank you for those. I got two, uh, two 90 watt Jackeries. I've got an Iceco uh, battery. I've got a bunch of Road Pro products like their ovens and their frying pans and all their stuff. I got my gym shower bag. I got my vitamin bag. I got a five gallon jug of water with a pump on it. So I got running water. I have an Iceco refrigerator, the VL60 fridge freezer dual container model, and I loved it. But the problem with this van is it, it kept popping the damn breakers and it was too much power, it was too much fridge. Not to mention it took up a fourth of the entire back area of this van. So I have an, a backup Alpacool fridge, which was my first fridge. It's a little guy, doesn't hold even a third but I've come to realize I don't keep that much food in there. So it is what it is. I put the Alpacool fridge back in here just about a week ago and it's been wonderful. I have a ton of freaking room in here now and I, I love it. I freaking love it so damn much. Um, I hit the road full time April 4th and ever since then I've had primarily had a smile on my face. I yell at traffic. I'm sorry, I don't have road rage, but I can't stand crappy drivers and unsafe, disrespectful drivers. Those people piss me off. That's really the only thing that really has upset me outside of a couple douchebags here and there that um, since I've left. Now, when I was at home, uh, I had noisy ass neighbors who were very disrespectful and you know, thumping crappy bass music nonstop and just, just awful people next door to me. And they were on the other side of a freaking are you hearing that? Talk about douchebag, disrespectful drivers. I'm in like a little industrial place right now outside of Kilroy's workshop. And the speed limit's 25, people. This asshole in a white pickup truck, of course. We do vote for Trump. Just sped through this area. He was going so fast, I only saw him for a second. Like, why? You're not cool, dude. You're not freaking cool. That'll be a future effort, uh, future episode. Shitty drivers. I that has to be a future effort episode. I have a, a list of like 500 things I want to talk about. Different cities, different locations, parking, sleeping, pooping, everything. We're gonna talk about on this podcast. We're gonna try to keep it around 60 minutes. Um, when we do have interviews, I'll you know like I think we do today. I gotta I gotta make sure we have scheduled this before. Um, but I'm hoping. Um, I don't know, this person said around four o'clock. I don't know what time zone we're in here. So I guess we'll find out. I may have to pause what I'm doing here. Also, I'm by an airport. Are you hearing that? A very busy airport in Colorado Springs. So you're gonna hear cars, you're gonna hear douchebags with their loud trucks, you're gonna hear airplanes, because I am recording this in my van. This is my office, I live here now. Every night, 
I sleep in the bed that's right behind the driver's seat that I'm sitting in right now. And you know what? I don't have to. I can buy a house. I can buy another crappy apartment. I can buy a very nice apartment. I can go buy whatever the hell I want to buy. But I am choosing choosing this lifestyle because I have fallen in love with it. I was in love with it before I even knew what it was. Like I said, when I rented that Dodge Caravan, I just loved it. Sure, we got hotel rooms and everything like that, and it was just a great time, but I realized what can be done. And then that's when I looked out and found the term van life. Hashtag van life. I've heard it and I just, it just kept popping up. And then of course, YouTube or Facebook, you watch one thing on Instagram or whatever. You, and then all these other things pop up when you're like, oh, look at all these people doing what I thought I would be the first person to do. No, Brandon, you're not the first person to do van life. You're not the first person to think about it. Back in the seventies, people would live in their vans and it was so cool, wasn't it? They had these cool shag carpets and these little like moon shaped windows on the side of their van and all these different things and dingleberries right across the dashboard awesome stuff way too much carpet but awesome stuff and they had ashtrays everywhere and whatever i remember those vans i don't remember who had a van like that but i remember seeing those vans in the 70s and early 80s and then van life or the thought of van life or vans in general became kind of creepy throughout the 80s and 90s they got kind of coupled in with pedophiles and rapists and criminals and hey come here i want to see my van i got candy in my van come on little you know it, it, no that's disgusting and i'm i'm glad that van life has come back around to be a positive thing it's about travel it's about experience it's about living your life at your terms you're not living your life with a day job. So, I mean, some of you have day jobs. Cool. I have a day job. I happen to own the business. I have a couple of these businesses now, and we will talk about that in the lifespan of this podcast. But no, this this lifestyle is, a mo is, is about not just giving your hours away to pay rent and just being stuck in one place at all time. The world is your backyard when you live in a vehicle of any sort, or at least a nation is. I, I mean... Canada, Mexico, and if you're in the United States, whatever. Hey, you can get this. I could ship this van to Europe and go driving around Europe for a couple years. I could easily do that. I don't think I'm going to. I'd rather just rent something over there. But you get the point. This is about experience. This is about truly living your freaking life. And damn it. I've been full time for about two months and I don't regret this decision. I don't regret this decision at all. It's bittersweet. My son lives in Colorado. My mom lives in Detroit. Okay. So no matter where I go, I'm going to miss somebody. My daughter and my, and is in Detroit. I, I, they want me up there. My son's busy doing teenage stuff. So I got to go where the love is. And eventually I'm going to base myself in, uh, the Detroit area, lower Southeast Michigan, I'll say. I may find an office building, a place where I can park the van and have an office in there and, you know, put a bed in there and a kitchen and just have like a little, you know, a little office building with a garage, have a TV studio for a side TV. There's a, there's a lot of options on the table right now and I'm not 100% sure which one I'm going for. And I kind of like the question mark. All I know is that I don't want to be grounded. All I know is that for the rest of my life, I'm 40, I'm in my 40s right now, okay? My late 40s, my very late 40s. And I'm pushing the 5-0 and I don't want to be stationary 
ever again. I may have an office building, a place to go back to, a place to keep my stuff. I'll never have another pet, unfortunately. I love cats and dogs and birds and turtles and stuff like that. Yeah, I love them to death. Uh, I don't want that responsibility anymore. I don't want the responsibility or the cost associated with a full big old house. I don't want that. I just don't want that. You hear that plane going over my head? Unless I'm going overseas, I don't want to be in one of those anymore. I love flying. I think flying's a blast. I don't like other people very much, okay? I'll, I'll just straight up say it, and I'll be honest with you. I do not like being in airports. I do not like being stuffed on an airplane with a bunch of people, and I don't like any of it. I don't like flying. That's, I don't like airports. I like airplanes. I don't like airports. Get me in an airplane, a private jet or something like that. Those are a lot of fun. I enjoy those, but they're very far and few between for now. Maybe I'll be a jet life person, you know, trade in van life for jet life. Just live in the sky eventually. Probably not, but uh, all I'm saying is I don't want a house. I don't want an apartment, a condo, a townhouse, any of that stuff ever again. Unless it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. I'm 75 years old and I just want to be left the F alone. So my houses are always going to have wheels on it from probably from here on out. And of course, this may change. You know, my, I change, I get bored, I, I move on from things. I was a pro wrestler for 22 years and I quit because I, well, it hurts <laughs> a lot and it got boring after a while. Okay, did that, done it. I've, I've been a singer in many, many bands such as One-Eyed Buffalo. You can look up One-Eyed Buffalo. I didn't name the band. Um, you can look it up on an app, an, an Apple Music or whatever it is, anywhere and find a, you know, one of our albums or other stuff. Some new material coming out. The song that started off this show is called Living in a Freaking Van. That's me singing. And I wrote that song. And my guitar player, Dave, he, uh, yeah, left me. He passed away three years ago, unfortunately. And it's uh, excruciatingly hard to record these songs without him. But he left them behind for me. And I needed something for a van life song. I went through our old emails. Bam, there it is. He's constantly giving me gifts from the other side or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can probably get that song here pretty soon. Living in a freaking van. I love that song, and it's about living in a van. I've been living in this van half time, a little less than half time. Let's say a quarter time for about a year and a half. A uh, week here, two weeks there, and I never got sick of it. I never got sick of it. The only time I was bummed is when I was heading home which I wasn't bummed because I got to see my cat, my kid, and loved it, but I love them. It was nothing to do. I'd, I'd rather have them in the van. Actually, no. I'm weirded out. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a future episode as well. Pets in vans. I don't get it. I'm not a big fan. I would never have a cat in my van with a cat box. I would go crazy, and I'd, be, I'd, I'd feel so bad for the cat, like... Cats need to walk around and explore and look at things and be cats. Being stuck, especially in a minivan, oh no, that would be awful. It would smell so bad. So, but they're, they're out there. There's people with cats and living in a car with their cat. And it, I, I just find that cruel to the person and the cat. But that's my opinion. Who gives a shit, right? Ah, anyway, I love dogs. I love other people's dogs. I don't ever want a pet again, though. It's just too much. I don't want to have to worry about them when they're in the car or worry about them when they're at home. Worry. It's just too much. Too much. I have TV shows to film. I have a, um, 
vlog that I do, which I guess I should talk about. My entire life for the last uh, almost two years is on YouTube. I know that's weird. I do, uh, it's called the Asai TV, ASY TV Van Life. It's on the ASY TV YouTube show. I would love it if you wouldn't subscribe to that. And uh, also check out other van lifers. It's such an interesting thing and they're, we're all different. I'm traveling the country filming television shows. Uh, that was the original premise for the Asai TV Van Life YouTube show was just me going out and doing the behind the scenes stuff of filming TV shows, but it turned into, you know, the first episode I buy the van. And then after that, it just gets into crazy personal stuff, the loss of my cat, you know, family stuff, um, business stuff, of course, and all the travel, all the van life, especially now. I release a new video every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, and they're all like 30 to 40 minutes long. I don't know how. I'm like a month ahead as well. So there's a, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm seeing a lot of things. And again, on this podcast, we're going to go through, like there may be an episode called Phoenix. And we'll just talk about Phoenix. We'll get somebody from Phoenix and talk about Phoenix. Uh, living in a van in Phoenix. Living in an RV in Phoenix. Finding a place at the park. Uh, my experiences in Phoenix mainly. And it's, uh, you know, then we'll have another episode about pooping in a van. What do you do? How do you do it? Where do you go? <laughs> Literally, where do you go? Uh, cooking, every aspect it will have a different uh, subject, a different focal point, a different topic. And uh, this one here is just the introduction. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep these going for about an hour a week, once a week, probably every, I don't know, what day do you want to do it? I do another podcast, which is my personal podcast, very personal. It's like therapy for me. It's called the Brandon Bishop Podcast. That's me. I'm Brandon Bishop. How you doing? <laughs> um that's, that's my podcast, okay? We got a couple thousand people that listen to that. That's fine. I'm not trying to grow it. I didn't even imagine that many people would be watching or listening. And, you know, I'd rather people go to Asai TV. It's five bucks a month on Roku, on AsaiTV.com, ASYTV.com. I would rather people watch the YouTube show, which also I don't promote. It's a scrapbook to remember this incredible, amazing time. It is a monetized channel, so if you want to watch it, Thanks. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, like, all that good stuff. But uh, I don't go out there and you know spend money, and I don't really even promote it on social media. It's just, it's just there. It's for friends and family, and for me when I'm 85 years old, going, "Hey, I remember going out to the Badlands in South Dakota. Oh, it was so beautiful back then." Yeah, I, that's what it's for. If you want to watch it, watch it. Thank you. Uh, if you want to subscribe, cool. Uh, if you don't fine you know it's no one's forcing you to do anything we are living in a day of unlimited options for podcasts limited options for youtube shows and even streaming networks and all that stuff i just hope that you and i can be friends we can interact on the uh facebook page and the ig page and uh i want to be part of the van life community i have been doing it for years but i'm still kind of a newbie i haven't really gone out and approached too many people um i have with the person we'll be talking to later and she seems awesome insanely talented person she does great videos and we'll talk about her a little in just a few seconds um and those are the kind of people i want to know i want to know what, what and you know you can watch their youtube shows you can watch mine and figure all this out but let's build a community a van life rv dwelling nomad community 
And I just want to be a part of that. If my podcast makes its way into your ears, kind of like the travel bug that's already there, then fantastic. I'm grateful to have you. Thank you. And uh, let's keep this thing going and high five each other down the road somewhere. I want high fives. I want to collect high fives. I want to uh, make new friends. And I'll be dead in 30 years. So why not? Why not now? I'm not sitting around in Colorado Springs. Actually, I am now, but uh, like I was a few months ago, uh, just rotting. I was rotting from the inside out. I felt useless and pointless and directionless. And I was just wasting money on a ridiculously overpriced apartment and wasting money on you know everything and just eating myself to death and seeing the same four walls. And there was nobody there. And like I said, I'm single by choice and... I'm not, um, I'm not that guy. And I know a lot of you are not that person either. So I'm just wanting to do something like I always have. And since this is an introductory episode and I'm introducing myself and the podcast and my story, you know, I was a pro wrestler for all these years and I stopped because it just got to be mundane and the same thing all the time. I was a musician for many, many years. I was in the army for many, many years. I was a stand-up comedian for years. I did a lot of different things, and it's all led me to this Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> ah! But anyways, the first two months, I went down to Taos, New Mexico. I went down to Phoenix, stayed with friends there. Don't let van lifers fool you. We all stay with friends when we can. Uh, went up to Vegas, hit Quartzsite, Los Angeles, uh, Sacramento, uh, did all the Goonie stuff in Astoria, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, saw the last Blockbuster store, uh, went to uh, Washington to see my buddy Garrett, stayed with him for three, four or five days, I went to Seattle, went down to Boise, uh, went to uh, all over Utah, Preston, Utah, Preston, Preston Idaho, I'm sorry, uh, with the um, Napoleon Dynamite recording, uh, filming locations. And then, uh, you know, Twin, Twin Falls, uh, all over Salt Lake City and Ogden, Utah, and then back to Colorado Springs because I had some filming stuff to do here, had some loose ends to tie off, had to trade out the refrigerator, have to see my son uh, for Father's Day, and I'm going to be here for a couple more weeks. And then after that, we're filming a movie, Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll, and you're going to hear a lot about this. It's called Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure. It's a cross-country adventure down Route 66. Guy loses everything, realizes his favorite band is playing in Los Angeles, drives down Route 66 from Chicago to L.A. to see them. And uh, it's uh, every possibly bad thing that could happen to him. Not every possible, because we'd like to do a sequel. We'll, We'll figure out the rest of it. But just horrible things happen to this poor guy. It's a hard luck comedy. And I think you're really going to like it. And it's about van life as well. So film what you know, right? If I'm going to do a movie, there's going to be a van life aspect to it. And I can't wait to get started here in a couple weeks up in Chicago with my buddy Vinny Vineyard. Great actor, great producer, and uh, I love that guy. So the, the script is written. I actually finished it last night. It's hilarious. Um, I think it's hilarious. And if you laugh at your own jokes, then they're always funny, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm making myself laugh right now. Nobody's laughing, just me. It's whatever. When you're living in a van, you talk to yourself a lot. And that's why this podcast helps. That's why the Brandon Bishop podcast helps. That's why the Asai TV Van Life YouTube show helps. It does. 
I talk to my mom two or three times a day. I talk to my daughter probably every other day. I talk to my son like once a week. I talk to like my friends here at Kilroy's Workshop. Um, I talk to them, you know, random people all the time. I talk to people that I film with all the time, all the hosts, all my business partners, everybody. I talk to people constantly, but I'm alone in this van at night with the windows blacked out, a fan going, usually watching Hulu or something on my freaking cell phone. I don't have that person to roll over and go, hey, baby, how you doing? You want to talk? Um, no, I don't have that. And I'm kind of glad because then that would take up a lot of room in my van. Um, <laughs> I just, it helps to have these little therapy projects. Is That's what I call them. That's what the YouTube thing is. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing something I happen to know a lot about and I learn something every single day and I want to share this information, share my experiences with people that give a shit. Apparently, if you hit play, you give a shit. And I give a shit when I'm watching all these other YouTube shows and listening to these podcasts and everything. I've not found any other, like, van life podcasts. I'm sure they're out there. I'm quite positive they're out there. I would love to listen to them. I just don't know where you're at. So please, if you're one of them, reach out to me. If you got a recommendation, hey, reach out to me, all right? Yeah, that's right. Tell me what it is. I don't know why I slipped into that uh, bad Italian accent, but I did, and I'm sorry. And if you actually talk that way, I'm very sorry for a lot of reasons. <laughs> a lot of reasons. Now I'm insulting Italians. My bad. Anyway, I am going to take a break real quick, and I'm going to uh, reach out to our interview today to make sure this is happening. If I come back and I'm laughing, going, well, struck out on the first episode then that's because, um, yeah, I couldn't get a hold of anybody. But I know she was on a flight earlier and all kinds of good stuff. Anyways, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to her because she's awesome. And I love watching her videos on YouTube. Her name's Tori Delory, T-O-R-Y, D-E-L-U-R-Y. Please tell me I spelled that right. I did it off the top of my head. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, she's in her, I think, 20s, insanely beautiful, Uh just van life like nobody else I've seen. Uh, she really teaches lessons. She's really artful with it. And I really enjoy her experiences and learning uh, what she does in her van and, you know, all of the above. I think she does a, a podcast as well. So we're going to learn everything about Tori uh, in a bit, hopefully. And yeah, I'm going to take a, just a second, just a second break, literally just enough time to go. <gasps> Simple as that. That's all I need to do. It's going to seem that long for you. For me, it could be several hours. I have no idea when we're going to record this thing, but I'm um, looking forward to talking to her, and I will be right back. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Living in a Freaking Van for you, and then when we get done with that, then we'll talk to Tori. This is a song that I wrote over music that my uh, guitar player, Dave Lukasik, wrote. I played the drums. I played the singing. I played the singing. Is that a thing? He did everything else. He's amazing. I miss him every day. Uh, he passed away three years ago so unnecessarily. Uh, food poisoning. Food poisoning killed my best friend of 20 years. Awesome. Yeah, great. And I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. I don't know why I even said that, but I'm uh, heartbroken that he's not with me but so grateful that he left all of this music behind for me to put vocals over. I got a brand new album for One-Eyed Buffalo that's three songs away from being done. So I'm very, uh, very grateful for my time with Dave and uh, for the gifts that he left behind for me. This song 
This one-eyed buffalo is not on anywhere yet. It's only here, okay? Living in a freaking van, and it's all about all of this. No clue where I'm going to figure it out. It ain't that hard. And nothing wrong with the wind that's blowing. The whole damn world is my backyard. Last night I slept on the edge of a mountain. Tonight I'll sleep on Sunset Strip. Next week it's down on Cocoa Beach. And then back on the road in Route 666.
I'm on the phone with one of my favorite names in the world to say, Tori Delory. What are you doing, Tori? Hi, I am just hanging out in Pennsylvania right now. It's been a good day. How are you? I am fantastic. And I talked to you a couple days ago and you said you were flying out there. Where's the van? Yeah, the van is actually at a at a airport in Nashville right now. That's where I've been traveling the last month. Um, and I am home seeing my family and my cat for about three days um, while touring an RV for a company called Wingham. Um, so I got to tour an RV today and look at it and um, give video on that. So that's super cool. And I'll be back in my van and I don't actually even know where I'm traveling next. And that's, you know, part of the fun of van life. Absolutely. It is. Um, I, I think the question marks are kind of the most fun thing when you wake up in the morning and you really have nothing planned for that day or or you're done yeah. with that city and you're like, okay, well, um, hmm, where should I go next? Now, um, you say you're getting a new van, right? I am. So uh, my current van, I believe I'm talking right now about um, the contract and getting a deposit. So it is on the verge of being sold and I am going to do a new van build, which I'm very excited about. I actually really enjoyed my first van build. And you're one of those people who are way above my pay grade that built your van, right? I mean, you didn't just get something off of a lot that had a bathroom and a, and a sink and a kitchen <laughs> and all that stuff. Like I'm going to do with my next van, absolutely. I'm, I'm admitting it. I'm not as nearly as talented as you and other people uh, when it comes to tools. But you, uh, you built this thing. And, and before you, we talk about the build, um, I found you online and I found – that your videos are not just entertaining, you're really uh, smart with the stuff. You're, you're really helping out uh, people like me. I've only been in the van lifing thing for half time for two years and now full time for about three months, but I learn a lot from you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I really love that I get to use what I've learned. And, you know, even I'm still learning things. So just sharing them in my like long form YouTube videos as I'm learning and sharing the mistakes, I think I found people really appreciate, you know, those conversations of I did this and it didn't go so well. And just, you know, having those authentic conversations about van life, because I mean, there's always going to be mistakes and ups and downs in van life. That's half of the fun. So I just love being able to share and talk about those kinds of things as I'm learning as well. Absolutely. And also you're really good. Um, I run a television network for a living and I, I have TV shows in every corner of the country and that's, it made sense. My kid grew up, my cat passed away, unfortunately. So snuggle yours to death. Um, yeah, I know 19 years though. Good run. Um, so I was kind of sitting around going, you know, I think I'm just going to do this thing. What was your reason for, uh, saying, you know, I don't need a house, don't need an apartment, don't want a townhouse, don't need any of that stuff. Uh, I think I'm just going to live in this van. What was that moment, that click that said, okay, I'm doing it? Yeah, so I actually had been road tripping in my car for a while and just doing like long weekend trips. I worked in Disney World at the time and I just started taking road trips to Miami and just sleeping in the front seat of my car. And then when I decided to work for Disneyland, I did a road trip across the country from Pennsylvania to California. And I, at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to make one or two stops. And then I ended up, oh, it was a whole month long road trip sleeping in the front seat of my car that couldn't recline because I had everything I owned in the car. And I had no idea at that point. I didn't know about van life. I didn't know people were doing this on like a massive scale. So I was just kind of learning as I was going. And um, it, it was a lot of 
a lot of things I messed up. And so I was learning. And at the end of the trip, I was like, okay, I love this. I love this lifestyle. I was to this full time, but I cannot do it in a car with all of my belongings where I'm sitting, where I can't recline the seat at night when I want to go to sleep. I was like, I got to do it better. And so that's when I decided I wanted to, you know, research it more and find out about van life and got into it from there. That's really, uh, yeah, it, it's so, here's the thing. I, I like to stay positive, but, um, were there any detractors? Like my mom honestly has supported me in a way that I never expected. She's actually helped. She's on Amazon with me looking for fridges and stuff like that. Oh, look at this phone holder. You need this. Do you have a toilet? Do you have a, a collapsible toilet? How did, and she keeps sending me things before I left and I'm, and I love her to death for it. And I've really had no negativity whatsoever from anybody, uh, from my kids to my mom to anybody. And have you, were you, embraced in the same way um by my family yeah absolutely my mom loves RVing she loves camping so you know it's a great conversation of course I would say um the one thing that I found kind of like traction in was when I was going to do the build um I was getting a lot of questions like well who's going to build that for you and you know like oh like you know is your brother going to install that or you know just kind of questions like that where people were like oh you're gonna build the van and like didn't really believe I was going to be able to do that (laughs) Um, and, and I so, bet you they you know, still I'm don't believe you. Go. They still don't believe you too, even though you have video of the whole thing. I bet. Oh, little I, Tori, she's I, a yeah. girl. She can't. <laughs> oh my God, what year is it? I know. I have a full video that I recently posted on my Instagram of me building the van with physical videos. People are commenting like, "Oh, you didn't do that." Like those are just like clips of you faking it. And there were so many like that, and I was like, "That's so silly," because there's the there's the physical evidence and so i it's been like sharing on social media has been a lot of like learning that like people's opinions of me are not about me at all so it's definitely been like a hard thing to learn and go through but what, not what, what are their lives <laughs> what do they do day to day i watch a lot of youtube videos but I, it's you know i watch like you know you and van city van life and i used to i mean what are some of the youtube shows that you've been checking out lately and i'm gonna pretend like you say mine Van City Van Life is absolutely my favorite. I I love, like, when I think about what I want to do with, like, my videos, I love his authenticity, and I love, like, how he just seems like such a kind person, and I just, I think, when I watch his videos, I'm like, that's what I kind of, like, would love to my van life to become, Um, so I definitely watch, I would say of his videos, I watch his videos the most. Um, I watch Nikki Devonthaw, I I, I love her videos. Um, Yeah, I think he's great. Sorry, I love Um, I would say, like, that's mostly <laughs> that's mostly what I watched. Um, but I, I'm taking a lot of time making my own videos lately. It takes a lot of time to make videos. So yeah, I've been releasing them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they're all like a half an hour each. Oh uh, my goodness. It's insane. I'm like, I, I don't know why I used to be once a week, then twice a week. And then, but you know, going to so many cities and I'm always there and I do it with the phone, you know I mean? I don't bring out the cameras yeah. and go crazy with it. I don't put in the production that you put into it. <laughs> Um, with the no, voiceovers. No, mine's just a camera. Mine's just my phone. I, I know, but you do voiceovers and you do the, and <laughs> your stuff is beautiful. I save that for my actual well, TV shows. I don't have the time. I just, uh, but your <laughs> stuff looks fantastic and that really does help. Um, here's, here's a quick question and everybody has a different answer and it's really none of our business whatsoever, but um, how are you affording it? Because your gas is not cheap. I know because it's $6 a gallon in freaking Los Angeles last week. Thankfully yeah. in Colorado Springs right now, it's like three Oh five or something is the cheapest I found, but it's not, it's it, people think, Oh, you're just going to live out there. You don't have rent. You don't have bill. No, 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 no. 
it's not cheap, <laughs> especially when you have a big yeah. van and repairs and gas. And how are you affording yeah. it? Please tell me. I want to know. <laughs> so my first two years of van life, I actually had a regular nine to five job and I would just live in the van. And, um, for example, I worked in Salem, Massachusetts, and I was a actress at the Salem Witch Dungeon during Halloween. So for me, that was incredible. I love Salem. I love the history. So I got to really be immersed in that history while working there. So it was like traveling as a job. It's kind of what I was doing for those first two years. I pick a spot and then I'll get a job there. And, you know, I would make regular money there. And then, like, for example, in Salem, I just lived on this giant, beautiful green park area that was just a walk from where I worked. Um, so it was stunning. I would open the door to, like, the sunrise, and it was – I loved it. I loved it there so much. Um, and so I just kind of made travel into work in a way, and I loved it. Um, so I would do jobs like that for the first two years. I manufactured guitars at Martin Guitar. I worked at the original Ben & Jerry's factory in Vermont during fall. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of did that for the first two years. But then um, I was traveling in New York, and someone asked me to do a van tour of my, of my van, and it went a little viral. And from there, I um, Project Van Life reached out to me and offered me a job to make content on van life for them. So I started working in line for them um, and started making content. And um, now I'm working on going in my own direction and um, just kind of pursuing my YouTube channel because that's I love making long-form YouTube videos. It's so much fun. No, that's 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 awesome. That, that is really fun. And I, I'm quickly learning about you that you're not the type of person that's going to settle for a normal job whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm actually jealous. I've done some cool stuff in my life, but you worked at the original Ben and Jerry's factory. If I had that job, 500 pounds easily by now done. Oh, um, Disney world, uh, I, uh, Disneyland. Was yeah. it <laughs> both? Actually, I worked in the Florida one and the California one. Wow, and what'd you do? Like, uh, were you Mickey, Minnie or Mickey, or what, what, what were you doing? I operated the roller coasters. So, like, the big ones. I did Expedition Everest, Rock and Roller Coaster, Test Track. Um, I just operated roller coasters all day, which is highly entertaining because people are absolutely crazy, and you're always on your toes. You never okay. know what to expect. Please tell me you're the person that did the PA voiceover before the ride left. Uh, I, yep, I had that job as well. Give me the spiel. Give it to me. Okay, we're on the coaster. Oh we're buckled it's been in. Years. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. I have it's to have it years. now. Oh my goodness! Oh, I don't actually remember it. It's oh, so bad. It's, it's one of those things, though. When I worked there, it was like I would be on my drive home, and I would be saying it in my head without even realizing it because I said it so often. But that was like back in 2016 that I worked there, so it was a while ago. That's awesome. That's so much fun. Hey, I know you are uh, visiting your parents, and um, I'm very jealous that you get to see your cat. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to keep you for too long. I just wanted to get some insight from you. Uh, answer, ask yourself and answer those questions, the three things that you want to talk about, the three things that, that you want to adver advertise and uh, give advice about. Um, because every van lifer is different. Every RV dweller, every nomad in general is completely different. What works for you may not work for me. It's like taking a medication, basically. It may make you sick, but it may make you better. So um, it, it's, we're all very different, but what are three things that are crucial to you? Yeah, I would say number one, I think you were talking about it a little bit earlier. If you are scared to build your own van, it is, it is a little scary at first. I remember being scared, but I had never touched a power tool in my life. Um, I, you know, I had some fear in that. I was, my first thing I did was put the max air fan in and I 
you know, put a giant hole in my brand new vehicle. <laughs> um, but I learned as I went, I practiced beforehand um, and I learned and it was incredibly rewarding and it is possible to learn those kind of things. And it's not as scary as it seems. So I, I will say like when I look around my van, I feel so much pride in, you know, having, you know, put myself through that fear and then built something that I'm so proud of. So if anyone is scared of building your van, I just highly recommend, you know, getting out there and trying it anyway, because it's just so rewarding. It's fun, but also you're going to save a lot of money. That's just the reality. So, you know, use that money to travel and, you know, make yourself really proud. Um, second, I would say when you are, you know, doing a van build, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I need this fancy thing and this fancy thing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's kind of <laughs> two things that I really did, which was one, you don't need to finish your van build to start traveling. Um, I always said I was going to put a window in and I was like, I'm just going to travel first and I'll put the window in later. I never did. And I, I didn't really need it. And that's, you know, windows are expensive. Um, but then also like, you don't need the fanciest of everything. Like my sink faucet is $7 from Amazon. It's not the prettiest thing you've ever seen but it works. And so that's kind of, I knew where I wanted to spend more money on my bills and kind of go less. And I think it's really easy to get into this trap of, Oh, I see all these beautiful, you know, $150, you know, K bands on Instagram. And I want my band to look like that, but just do what's right for you. Um, and that kind of like leads into the number three, which would be, um, you know, I think social media and van life, um, from what I've experienced now that I'm, you know, making content for van life, um, is a really interesting thing. And, you know, just don't feel pressured to have to make content about van life. You know, if you, you know, you want to be authentic and you just want to travel and you just want to do your thing. Um, there's no pressure there and there's no need to compare yourself to other people and their journey and where they are in their, you know, their van life experience. Um, you know, just do you, you know, you don't need to, you know, kind of reach those, you know, imaginary um, levels people create on social media, what van life really looks like. It's different for every single person. And, because remember, van life is a very broad thing, you know, we're seeing one type of thing on social media, but there are a lot of people who don't share them on social media who are, you know, having very different van life experiences. So reaching out and talking to real van lifers on like Facebook groups is a really great way to start out and really make those connections before you get on the road. Perfect. Three more quick questions for you. Give me your best mm -hmm. late night knock story. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I was in Chicago. That's, you know, first yeah. step wrong. Um, <laughs> and... I, it wasn't even a knock at first. It was, I was sleeping and my vehicle started raising off the ground and I was being towed in my sleep what? at a Walmart. <laughs> and so I like ran to the front of the vehicle and I start like, you know, like slamming on the window, like put me down, please. And the guy comes over and he is covered in cameras and I'm like, Hey, like I'm kind of horrified and scared. And he's like, Hey, you just can't be here. And he told me that two people had actually overdosed in the parking lot that night. Um, and this was like a parking lot that was like highly off limits. And he told me some crazy stories of things that happened there. And I was like, and I was just casually sleeping here. Um, and I fell asleep that night with headphones on like beats over the ear headphones. Never do that. That's like number one. I'll never do that again because I think I would have heard the sirens, the people, you know, et cetera. I didn't hear anything. So I had headphones on. So I learned that lesson real quick. Um, and I'll never forget it. Give me one item currently in your van that you can't live without and one that you desperately want. Okay, desperately want the radiant heat flooring. Oh, goodness, oh my so gosh, cool. I, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. It's like $12,000, I think, something what? like that. But it's incredible. I mean, so like for anyone who doesn't know, the difference is that a Wasto heater warms the air and radiant heat flooring heats the items around you. So if you were to open your door, you're still going to have that heat because the items in your van are heated, not just the air that's going to escape. Um, so 
it's incredible, but it's very expensive and not that many companies do it. People are starting to learn how to DIY it on YouTube, but it's just kind of just starting. So, um, you know, people who aren't electricians, you know, messing with, you know, tubes and heating and all that can be a little scary. So I don't know if I would go off of a DIY YouTube video just yet. Um, but yeah, I would love that. I think one item I already have in my van. Oh my goodness. Honestly, when I'm looking at my next van build, I keep thinking that like I can really downgrade so many things and have a much simpler van build. I think I got a little carried away because I was just so excited and enjoying the build itself. <laughs> and with the next build, like I wouldn't mind having a very simple build and like using that money to travel um, and just kind of getting back to like the basics of van life of, you know, just minimalistic and just, you know, appreciating, you know, being outside of the van and whatnot. So um, I'm definitely looking at being more simple and, you know, so I guess the thing I would say, I couldn't live without that if someone was to break into my van and they were to steal it, that would be devastated would be my Taylor Swift signed CD collection. That would break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of something in my van I'd be heartbroken about probably, uh, I don't know, maybe the thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment in here. I, you, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Thank you for being a really positive an ambassador for what we do. I think it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy your stuff, and I look forward to seeing where you're going next. Hopefully, maybe down the road, we can cross paths. I would love to tell you about yeah. Honestly, this conversation could go for, I mean, you name the hours. <laughs> it, it, I, I get in these conversations with different people that sometimes you just bump into them on the side of the road, or you know, we, I'm starting this new uh, little radio show now, and you're actually the first person I've talked to on that, so yay. Um, but awesome. thanks again for uh, being a positive ambassador and doing what you do and for all the stuff that you uh, uh, informed me about before I headed out full-time, and uh, uh, hope to bump into you down the road sometime. High fives. Thank you. I hope so, too. It's been awesome to be able to talk to you and be on the opposite side. Because on a podcast as well and being on the opposite side is very different, but refreshing. And I appreciate the great conversation. Last thing, how can people watch you? How can people check out your podcast? How can people uh, know everything about Tori Delory? <laughs> yeah, so my podcast is Van Life Unfiltered. Um, and then everywhere else, I'm Tori Delory, T-O-R-Y-D-E-L-U-R-Y. And I upload long-form videos on YouTube every Sunday of a lot of stealth camping videos. So the one I uploaded today was stealth camping at the Parthenon in Nashville, in Nashville um, Tennessee, which was super awesome and very exciting. Perfect. I will uh, definitely share that as well. And uh, go snuggle your cat. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye, Tori. Thank you. Bye. Fun, fun, fun. Totally cool human being right there. And I mean that. I, there's, there's people out there that complain and whine and why I quit van life. And, you know, just, okay. I know that gets clicks and likes or comments or whatever the hell. Um, I'm not the most positive person in the world because I'm a very real person. And uh, so is Tori. I mean, she's seen things and been through things and uh that's her texting me now saying thank you okay cool um I, I like real people i like on youtube i like i like real people in real situations i try to give you that on the asai tv van life show on youtube and uh tori's one of the good ones she really is and we both mentioned uh van city van life with chrome and his dog cruise up in uh, vancouver canada watch that dude that guy is like He's quickly becoming um, 
really kind of like a, uh, a guru of sorts for all of us to uh, watch and enjoy. I'm a couple episodes behind, uh, but I have nothing to do tonight except for finish this podcast and upload it. So I'm going to catch up on some uh, Van City Van Life. Definitely going to check out some Tori DeLore, Um T-O-R-Y-D-E-L-U-R-Y. Uh, check her out. She's so cool, man. And um, and she's, uh, it's it's weird for me to say like, you know, these kids are doing good things out there because uh, a lot of kids are not. And she's in her early 20s and I'm sorry, Tori, I I like you already as a friend, but we're, I, I still call people in their 20s kids. You know, I just do. And you will too. I promise you, you will. Like these kids out there. But no, she's a good kid, man. And she's doing uh, awesome stuff. She's miles above this van life thing. Uh, miles above me as far as uh, experience and just know-how and everything. And she built her van. I don't care if she's a I don't care if she's a 65-year-old man or a 12-year-old kid. It doesn't matter. Anybody, anybody who can build their van themselves with their hands and their brains and knowledge that they're acquiring from wherever, you have nothing but respect from this guy because when I, when I get, I'm sponsored by Ryobi, and when I get tools in my hand, I become absolutely freaking stupid. <laughs> Just, that guy, the I'm not good with tools, uh, but she has inspired me to, you know, when I do get my next van, to uh, do it myself. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe there's already a van out there built up and ready for me. Who knows? Um, but anyways, thank you, Tori. Thank you for listening to uh, this podcast and I look forward to doing these once a week. I think we'll release them on Saturday, and uh, you can listen to me just babble on about different topics in van life. I've already wrote down a bunch of them in the phone, and uh, what are we looking at here? Why move into a van? Oh, that's this episode. Okay. Um, what's needed in the van? About stuff. Self-defense. Uh, Ten best and worst things about it. Uh, van city and uh, van life in, in Las Vegas. Cooking. Pooping, making love, which I do not do. I handle my own people. I hate to tell you all that, but you know what I'm saying? I'm a lonely, lonely. <laughs> Actually, I love it. I love being alone. I, I answer to nobody. Um, anyways, uh, making money. Uh, Los Angeles. I've got a whole bunch of topics. <laughs> and then the re a review of our, my entire week, which honestly, right now I'm in Colorado Springs. I've been in. Uh, one place for an entire week, and I'm starting to itch. Not because of bed bugs or any kind of like a rash or anything, but starting to itch to get back on the road. <sighs> I miss it. I miss it so much. But the next big thing we're doing, I'm heading to Chicago. I'm going to meet up with my buddy Vinny Vineyard, who's been texting me through this entire thing. And um, we're going to film a movie all the way to Los Angeles. <laughs> and then after that, I think I'm heading down to Texas and probably back to Vegas for a minute and back to Texas, all over Texas, and then up through Arkansas, then up through uh, all over Tennessee, where Tori's at right now. And, you know, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I just can't wait to get back on the road. Thank you for listening to this podcast, the uh, Living in a Van podcast with me, Brandon Bishop, and we will, I don't know what... Next week, I hope. Um, 
I, I tend to just forget sometimes. I have the other podcast, the Brandon Bishop podcast, which I'm supposed to release every Sunday, and I often forget uh, because I get busy. I'm sorry, I'm running a television network. I got a travel app coming out. Now I got this podcast to do. I got all these different things. I got a YouTube show to do. Man, I'm the busiest homeless, jobless guy in the world. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.